Before we jump into today's show, I just wanted to let you know that I have got a brand new three-part audio series available to download right now. If you head over to DonnaEed.com forward slash three-part audio, that's all one word, no spaces, you can download your How to Build Your Authority with Podcasting audio series. This is going to address guesting and hosting, so if you're interested in either of those and you want to know how to build your authority, head over to DonnaEed.com forward slash three-part audio. The link will be in the show notes. Welcome back to the Wedding Procast UK. I'm Donna, your host, and today we are going to be starting a new series called Low Season Priorities. Today we're looking at planning your work. Let's jump in. sure that for many of you listening, the last few months have been so full that you're still spinning and not sure which way is up. That can happen with any high season, but I think even more so this season, given the last few years that we've had, where this season has probably been a combination of brand new weddings and postponements. So I want to encourage you to take this slow season to really prep yourself for the next season ahead. It is easy to come off of a season and then collapse into a big heap and think, oh my goodness, thank goodness that's over. And then just poodle along um, during the low season and then find yourself in a very similar situation in the next high season. And this is what this series is going to look at avoiding. So first of all, we want to look at planning your work. I would really like to advise you to take a couple of days and a business buddy if you have one and do a deep dive into your business. Now I'm saying take a couple of days. I literally want this booked out in your calendar. If you can go away and it doesn't have to be anywhere fancy, you know, a premiere in with a pub attached that's got Wi-Fi is good enough. If you can afford to go to a somewhere a bit more fancy and enjoy a little bit of luxury, then it's by all means, do that, but you don't have to. But I would really encourage you from t- to take it away from your home. And the reason I say this is because I don't know about you guys as wedding vendors that have worked in the industry since pre-COVID. Um, I'm sure many of you worked from home beforehand. But what I find is that when you're working from home, even when you're in your work hours, things come along to distract you. Just today, I have got absolutely zero done this morning because I opened my emails. I was in my emails just checking, making sure that there was nothing important in there. I got distracted by a few emails that weren't important, but you know, I'm very much, if I don't look at it now, I'm never going to look at it. So I was looking at some of those ones that have been sat in my email inbox for a few days. I'm just like, I just need to look at them and move on. So I did that. But then the doorbell rang. It was the postman. I had a package to deliver. And then the cat started meowing and she wouldn't shut up until she saw where I was. So I had to go and find her. And then she decided that she was going to take five or 10 minutes to settle down. And then I needed the loo. I needed a cup of tea, you know, and then the dishwasher finished and I needed to unload that. And 
all of these things add up to a not very productive morning. And that can happen when you're working from home. It can also happen if you're working in an office, those day-to-day things that always happen, the phone ringing, emails pinging, other people needing your attention comes up. And it's really hard to just sit down and take the time that you need to do this planning work. And I was talking to a friend of mine today and we had our accountability call and she said, I know that I could get this done if I could just take myself off for two weeks, lock myself away, no emails, no phone calls, just lock myself away, no interruptions, I'd be able to get it done. And it's it's not easy to take that time. We all know that if we've got families, you've got commitments, but if you can take just two days, just two days and sort that out with your partner if you've got a family so that the family are taken care of, you know, it's two days and you can do it during the week. So it's not like you're leaving for a weekend because I would hate for you guys to have been absorbed in weddings for every weekend for the past three months and then to disappear on your partner for your first weekend free. Take some business days, Monday to Friday. Take a couple of those days. A lot easier for your family because if you've got kids, then they'll be at school during the day. So a lot easier to just get them looked after for a couple of hours until your other half gets home from work or even still if you are single with children that maybe a grandparent or um, somebody closer to you could just take the kids for a couple of nights. Um, It doesn't have to be a couple of nights. It can just be one night, but two full days that you want to really dedicate to this so that you can get it sorted and have a plan, a plan of attack ready to go. So what I want you to do is if you can take a business buddy, that would be really good because you can both do it, keep each other accountable, bounce ideas off each other. It can be really useful to do that. And this is something that I learned from Amy Porterfield, that she would do this with her right hand woman. I would say if you have one of those, then that's the person to take. But if you don't have one of those, take a business buddy, somebody else who's in business that could do with this two-day concentrated planning time where you can sort of work together um, and keep each other accountable. So here are some of the things that you want to look at over these two days um, in this initial planning process. First of all, we're going to review how your current season has just gone. How has the the high season that you've just worked gone. What worked for you? What didn't? What worked for your clients and what didn't? And those could be very different things. Like, you know, your clients could have all been very happy that you gave them an extra three hours of photography at the end of the night and they loved it. But you could have been absolutely exhausted the next day um, and not able to actually function um, for two days following that, you know. So, Think different things work for you versus work for your clients. So you want to really sort of pick apart what over the last few months has really worked for you in your business and what hasn't. And then what have your clients said that they really enjoyed? What did were they really grateful for? What did you get compliments on versus what they maybe said, could you change this? Could you change it? Obviously, if it's styling, then that's um, 
specific to um, their wedding and might not translate across the board, but there might be things that they wish they'd had that you didn't provide and that they may have mentioned. And this would be a great time to set up a little survey that you could send to your clients and just send them a quick little survey and say, I'm reviewing my season. I'd love to have your input. Maybe incentivize it, you know, turn around and say that you will give them an Amazon voucher or a a meal voucher for a restaurant, you know, everybody who replies or get their name into the draw to win that or something like that. Sometimes a little incentive can really help you to get that input that you need on these surveys. And who better to hear from than your clients rather than you just guessing what they enjoyed versus what they didn't. The next thing to look at is how do you feel about the season? You know, sitting in the here and now, and I am going to say that I suggest that you do this in the first available spot when you feel your high season ends. Take those two days and in that time, how do you feel about the season? Are you exhausted? Are you excited? Are you feeling out of control? Are you feeling very in control? You know, have a look at the feelings that come up around it? Does it cause you anxiety when you look back on how busy you were or did you cope with it really well and you know that actually that's kind of your your zone where you feel really happy or was there more space in your high season than you would want and actually you want to see if you can get more bookings for your high season next year. Really sort of delve into how you're feeling about what you have just been through. Then have a look at what the back end of your business looks like. So I've seen from a number of suppliers on their socials that actually they pretty much have dropped off social and like disappeared off the face of the earth because they were too busy to be putting up social posts and they kind of feel like they've let the ball drop in that area. So if that is you, then write it down. You know, this is what I let slip through the cracks during this busy season, because those are the things that you've got to look at trying to front load before the next high season. So this could be, you know, maybe blog posts started getting more and more sporadic. Maybe you didn't do any at all. Maybe you did them, but you didn't give yourself enough time to upload them. So they're just sitting in your Word documents. You know, whatever it is that you feel has gone on in the back end, did you follow up with your emails properly? Did you have automated systems set up to take care of those initial inquiries? And then did you follow up properly with them in good time? You know, all of these things are things that you can prepare for going forward if you know that it was an issue this season. So take a look at that. Once you've evaluated the season, it is time to look at what you're going to do with your low season months. Now, I have got a workbook that I'm going to put out that goes along with this um, mini series. Um, It isn't ready at the time of recording this episode, but I am hoping to have it done before the end of the series. And the reason I'm doing this series now, just just a little a little break from the um, information, but the reason I'm doing it now is because I wanted you to have it ready to go and to be able to listen 
tend to it and have it ready to go when your low season hits. So I know for most of you, you're kind of either hitting the peak or you're just coming to the last six weeks of your high season. Um, So you are probably knee deep in it right now. And these questions aren't appropriate to ask right now because, you know, if you're angry and somebody says, you know, what's wrong with you? You're about to snap their heads off. Um, But if you wait until you've calmed down, then you can actually say, you know, this is what's wrong with me. Um, So it's not the time to do this now. This is what you need to do when your low season starts. But I'm doing it on the podcast now so that you've got the information ready to go when that date hits. And the workbook will definitely be ready for you. It'll be ready before the end of this um, series. And this is going to be a four week series, I think. So Um, it'll definitely be ready for the end of that. So do make sure that you subscribe where you listen or head over to the website and um, sign up for emails for the podcast and I'll make sure that you get a copy of that workbook. So now that you have evaluated it, we're going to look at what you're going to do with your low season months. Now, when I talk about low season and high season, to me, high season is the 1st of April to the 30th of September and low season is the 1st of October to the 31st of March. That means the majority of weddings are taking place between April and September and then you have a lot less weddings October to March. However, it may look very different to you. If you are newer into the industry without as many bookings or for whatever reason you just have less bookings and you're not booked up every weekend during the high season, you may have a year that looks more even across the board. But I'm going to use those dates for what I'm talking about. You might find that actually your October is really, really busy this year because maybe you're still dealing with the overflow from COVID. So you may have more October weddings than you usually would have, but you found that next April is actually a lot quieter. So maybe your season has shifted a little bit. So you need to define your low, what your low season looks like for 2022 to 2023. Um, and that will give you how many months you're looking at planning for. Um, and now is the time to write down everything that you want to achieve in that time. Do your prices need looking at? If they do, check out last week's episode, episode 120. That was an episode that was all about pricing. So do go and check that out. Do your packages need revamping based on this survey that you've done with your clients, based on you putting down what worked for them, what didn't. Maybe your packages need tweaking in some way do take into consideration also the things that worked for you and didn't work for you. So maybe you need to remove something from your package because you just hated doing it, whether your clients liked it or not. You know what they don't know that you did last season doesn't matter sort of thing. So look at what it is that are in your packages um, and whether they're working or not and if you need to rejig them. So Do your packages need looking at? Does your website need updating or does it need a huge overhaul? Low season is definitely the time to be doing those kind of things where you are starting over with something um, because you've got more time to be hands on. What do you need to do in the back end of your business that requires you to be more present? Are there trainings, workshops or conferences that you want to attend that are happening in the next six months during your low season? Um, Write 
all of it down so that you can really sort of see where everything sits. And don't forget that time off. So um, I said earlier that if you, you know, make sure that you book these two days in to work on this before you collapse, because it's too easy to collapse and then just go into low season without a plan. So if you need that downtime, if you want to book some time off, if you want to take a family holiday, you know, maybe October half term is when you do your family holiday because you're so busy during the summer, you know, make sure that you write that on your plan. And it is up to you how you work best. Um, I use Asana as my project management tool. Um, I find that really useful. I also use my Google Calendar to break up what I'm doing when um, in bigger blocks um, than Asana. Asana is quite micromanaged, whereas Google Calendar, I just tend to block out time I'm doing um, podcasts here, I'm doing finance here, I'm doing website work here and things like that. That's what my calendar looks like. But Asana is like, okay, you need to do um, this page on your website and it needs to be done on this day. So do what works for you. Some people need to see it written out. Definitely look at, you know, big A3 sheets of paper, making calendars, marking on there when you're going to do what. So you can really see how your downtime is going to play out. Also consider what you can do to get ahead. So I touched on this a little bit earlier about the blog posts and social media. So are there systems and processes you can put in place so that you don't fall behind when you're in high season? So you can schedule your blogs, you can schedule your social media. And if you take your low season where you've got more time to do this, to every time you post a social post, do two and schedule one for the high season. Every time you write a blog, do two and schedule one for the high season. You know, you can start doing that, doing two at a time, and you will find that you are then ahead of the game when it comes to next season. Now, you may be wanting to write topical blog posts. You may be wanting to write things that are more time sensitive. But if you've got a lot stacked up, you have more freedom to interchange those time sensitive things. So you might want to leave a space in your blog diary for blogs on weddings that you're going to be doing next high season. That's perfectly fine. But if you have got six to 12 blog posts that are already done, then you don't have to worry if you haven't got time to do the current wedding that you're doing blog post because you can use that in your down season or you can even schedule it for next season as a anniversary blog. Happy first anniversary. I remember last year doing this wedding, blah, blah, blah. So you could start doing that. I would look to see what the wedding trends are coming out in um, December time. What are the wedding trends for the next year? And then you can write blog posts based on those wedding trends. Those will give you enough content to be able to get yourself ahead of the game with that scheduling. And I would look at using something like Asana or maybe Notion. I've seen some people use um, something that is more like a pinboard system where you can write your social posts and the images and have them there and then take just, you know, 
20 minutes one day a week to schedule them for the next week. So I know that some scheduling tools can have mishaps and they don't post on time or they lose connection somehow and then all of a sudden all the hard work you've put in has disappeared. So I would never suggest to you using any of those scheduling tools to schedule out more than a couple of weeks um, worth of work just in case something does go wrong. But the way you can get ahead is to have them in a file, something like Notion, where you can set it out and have the days of the week and have the copy and the image in there ready to go. So all you've got to do is copy and paste it into your scheduling tool um, to get it up. And then with your website and the blog posts, you know that you can put them in draft form straight onto your website. And then all you have to do is hit the go live button with it on the week that it's due, or you can set it up to do it automatically just have a reminder on your phone every morning that it's due out. So if it's a Monday blog, then that you have an alarm on your phone that goes off on Monday at whatever time the blog post is supposed to go live, just so you can go onto your website and check that it's live. Because I've had that a number of times with this podcast where I've scheduled it and it's not been like way, way in advance. It's just been a couple of days or something. I've scheduled it. I've forgotten about it. It comes out, all the posts go out automatically and then then somebody messages me and says, Donna, there's an error on the website and something's gone wrong with my website and it hasn't actually um, loaded the podcast up. So there is definitely something to be said to not go too far ahead with scheduling, but you can have it all there ready to be copied, pasted and scheduled, um, which will take you a lot less time than doing everything from scratch um, during a busy period. So definitely take a look at that. So today we have looked at reflecting and planning for low season. This is something I want you to do right at the start of low season, like I said. So, you know, the week after your high season ends, you know, if you've got back-to-back weddings up until the end of September, then that first week of October, book two days where you can go away and just get this all written down, all out of your head so that you can go into your low season with a plan in place that means that you can actually be in a better position for your business and yourself in the next high season. By doing this and prepping and planning and getting ahead of the game during your low season, you're going to find that if your feelings at the end of this season are, I'm exhausted, I'm overworked, um, I'm overwhelmed, I can't see the light at the end of the tunnel, thank God that's all over. You know, that is something you don't want to be coming out with at the end of your high season. You want to be coming out feeling good, feeling like, yes, that was a great season, that worked well, I'm really happy with how that went. And by preparing during your low season, you're more likely to have that outcome at the end of your high season. So that is it 
for today. I hope that has helped or will help you um, when your low season starts to get set up ready for the season. Like I say, this is the first in a little mini series that I'm doing on low season priorities. So do make sure that you subscribe where you listen or sign up on the website for email updates on the podcast episodes so that you can hear the rest of the series. Please share this episode with fellow suppliers. And like I said, I've got a workbook coming out to accompany this series. So stay tuned so you don't miss it. It will be linked in the show notes of this episode as soon as it is ready and it will be sent directly to anybody who is on my email list. So you can head over to bit.ly forward slash WPC UK 121 all lowercase and that will take you directly to this episode on my website and as soon as that workbook is ready it will be linked in the links at the bottom of that page. Until next week guys, bye for now. Don't forget to hit those stars and leave a review of the podcast where you listen if you found value in what you heard today. It's a free way you can help the podcast reach more people just like you.